How's it going? It's a shitty night tonight. I have two tables, all black people, so I know I'm not making no tips. Are you being serious right now? Yeah, look over there. I have two tables. They're all black. I'm working for free tonight. That waitress sized us up in two seconds. We're black and black people don't tip. So she wasn't going to waste her time. Now somebody like that, nothing you could do to change their mind. No, I, I mean, are you being seriously that racist? What? Well, you don't know that I'm going to tip you. Yes, I do. So just because they're black? I've been waiting tables for five years. I never got a tip from a black person. Not once. First of all, I don't believe you. Second of all, that's still racist. <laughs> I am not racist. Screw you. Well, how much is you leave? You expect me to pay for that kind of service? <laughs> what? What the fuck is you laughing at, man? What are you talking about? She says black people don't tip. Are you nuts? Niggas don't tip. Everyone knows that. Have you ever waited tables before? No. Then shut up, asshole. All of the lights. They need something to rely on. We get high on all types of drugs. When all you really need is love to get by. Just to get by. Just to get by. Parents used to sing like John Lennon. Imagine all the people watch. We rock like Paul McCartney from now on till the Beatles drop. This morning, oh. I woke up oh. feeling brand new. I jumped up feeling my highs and my lows and my soul and my goals just to stop smoking, stop drinking. But I've been thinking, got my reasons just to get, just to get, just to get, just to get. Hey, welcome to the Blackout Tips Podcast with your host Rod and Karen. I'm sorry, I didn't see the chorus part. That's why I was kind of slow, baby. I'm sorry. That's nah, all right. We just freestyling up in here. Um, and don't forget, you can look up this comedy podcast that we bring to you free every week. 
like three times a week. Yeah, three times a week. Uh, you that's can look, a lot of free stuff, y'all. Yeah, that's a lot of free work. You can look us up on uh, iTunes, Facebook, and Podomatic. Just search for The Black Guy Who Tips, and we will come up. And you can uh, interact with us and respond to us, leave comments on our episodes, give us a review on iTunes, and you know, interact with us on our Facebook page. We are always reaching out to our audience. Yes. Uh, don't forget, also, you can call the show 704-557-0186. Leave us a voicemail. Uh, we will respond to it. We'll play it on the show. We'll have a yes. good time. Um, and also, you can email the show, theblackguywhotips at gmail. Um, and, uh, you know, as always, the official weapon of the podcast is... The Taser. And the unofficial sport is... Bullet Ball. And Bullet Ball Extreme. But, um, alright, man, so... Today we took what well, we took a three day weekend. Yes, we did. Took forever to get the show out yesterday because I was just didn't I was feeling lazy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, we, we, we took us a while to get this show out today to get to start recording. Um, lazy know. nap time, all that good great stuff. Yeah, and I feel like maybe it's because we don't have to work tomorrow. It just feels like oh, why even you know stress that. <laughs> Do that, but then there's probably people that's going to work tomorrow. Like I need this fucking podcast, man. No, they're gonna be pissed. You talking about doing it Monday? They would not be happy. Yeah, I'm like <laughs> I'm gonna be at work then. It's too late. I'll kill myself. Um. <laughs> so um, also, I want to tell people we have a Twitter list now. Just go to my account on Twitter. I'm at Rodimus Prime, and you can look up a list that I'm following. It's called the Black Guy Who Tips, uh, and it's all of our emailers, people that. Uh, leave voicemails uh people who um you know call into the show and uh donate and uh guest of the show so i'm trying to keep all those in one central location uh other podcasters like the uh the the chitlin circuit podcasters that uh you know i've dealt with on the show i try to keep all that in one place so if you are curious about where where to find these people on twitter uh, maybe you can't understand my accent that great, you know. Uh, maybe you know it's like how do you spell Chonilla? You know. I know. Well, now you just go there and you find it, man. So uh, it's an easy place for everybody to, to to find that information. And if you're out there and you know you're one of the in one of these groups, and I forgot you or I didn't put you on the list, let us know. Yeah, let me know so I can add you to the list. Yes, um, and I didn't know about lists, and come to find out, I'm on other people's lists. And thank you, whoever had me on their list. I see a lot of names. I can't remember them all. But I didn't know I was on people's list, baby. Well, you've been tweeting your ass off lately. I have. I've been tearing it up. I've been staying up late, taking naps, watching movies. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Gotta get through Twitter numbers up. Hey. Yeah, I like live tweeting movies. And I've been doing it for a long time. But Karen just recently started, you know, watching something on Netflix or something. And just started commenting on the movie. And uh, you, you seem like you really enjoy that. I do, man. And, and, I, and I think the funny part is that a lot of people, I think it's brand new concept for, for me to fill up their timeline at 6 a.m. in the morning because I just couldn't uh, woke up in the middle of the night and was like, hey, I'm up, let's tweet. Right. Well, I think they enjoy it. And, uh, you know, I always, uh, you know, it's, it's weird what movies resonate with people and which don't. I mean, like I talked about, uh, I believe it was a movie, uh, uh, I think Liam Nelson's in it. His daughter gets kidnapped. Taken. 
Okay. And I live tweeted about that, and everybody was responding back. Like, everyone's seen that movie. Everyone loves it. And, you know, I was just saying how it was cool, but it was also ridiculous. Yes. Everybody seemed to agree and whatnot, you know. So, it's, it varies by the movies. If you tweet about something nobody's ever seen, a lot of times they just go, fuck that, I don't care. Yeah, or either what they do is, like, if you just say funny quotes, they'll put them up. Like, I watch Election. I watch IP Man. Um, and I thank you a lot of times uh, people actually get suggestions for other movies which I don't mind but if they're scary I'm not going to watch them I'm just letting you know that up front I don't waste my time with scary sci-fi yes scary no right um, alright man so let's do some random thoughts real quick uh, before we do the articles and I didn't have a lot of random thoughts because like I said I was chilling I was taking the weekend off you know so I was resting this weekend yeah but um you know how you can go to the dollar store you can buy a pregnancy test now? Uh-huh. Um, and in order to use a pregnancy test, I mean, you have to... I mean, I've never used one, but I'm assuming... <laughs> you gotta, I, I hope not, because if you're doing it comes positive, we about to get paid, dog. We about to get paid. How, so how do you use a pregnancy test? How do you do it? Oh, it's, it's not hard. Um... What you do, uh, and and not to get off topic, but the Dollar Tree is easier to get it than Walmart. I didn't realize people were actually stealing pregnancy tests at Walmart. So now when you go pick a pregnancy test at Walmart, it's in this big-ass plastic case. So if you're trying to keep it secret that you're getting a pregnancy test, do not pick that shit up from Walmart because everybody will know that you think you might be pregnant. I'm just letting people know that. Wow. Um. Yeah, because I was like, um... If you steal a pregnancy test, I really hope to God that that thing that come up positive because if you're the kind of person that needs to steal the pregnancy test, the baby is not going to make it. You no, know what I'm saying? Yeah. That nigga will be robbing me in 18 years. Ah! I said that again. I was like, good God, I got this in the glass case. This this serious? And so what you do, you um, take it, and they have different kinds. Some people, some have a plus, some have a minus. Mm. Some have like two lines where one is a plus and one is a minus. Some actually tell you that pregnant now. Like right. some are digital. They have different versions of this. So I'm assuming you stick it up the butt and then... No. no. What? No, it has nothing. I'm just going by what I learned in fourth grade about sex. Well, then you are absolutely positively um, wrong. Babies um, come out the butt, Karen. No, uh. they don't come out the butt. They well, come out the okay. vagina or the JJ as Oprah like to call it. Alright, so you take the alright, you take it well what do you do then? You you, <laughs> you know everything. <laughs> well, sir, have you taken one before? I mean Go ahead now, just tell me what do you okay. do. Okay. You uh take it, you take the stick and what you do is that you uh, urinate and what you do, you take the stick and stick it in, in your in your stream of pee, then set it to the side, and give it about two to five minutes, and it'll tell you positive or negative. How much pee do you have to put on it? Not a lot. Really? So just like a couple drops? Yeah. So, like, for a woman, though, to pee on the stick, I, I, I imagine that's harder, because if it was a dude, I would just lay the stick down and then just, like, shoot my pee on it. Yeah, it is It is a little harder because you kind of have to prop yourself just right and, and get your arm just right and, you know, I, I, can, I don't pee straight like men, so, you know, we shoot at an angle sometimes. You know? Right. So you got to kind of dip your hand down and get the drops, yeah. You might get pee on your hands. Yes, yes, Yeah, yes. so, I, you know, I'm thinking about all these problems with the pregnancy test and I came up with a solution for something that's better, you know what I'm saying? Because, 
you know, it's like those infomercials where, you know, you look at the pregnancy test, you know, they're hard to read, they're hard to decipher. Yeah, they, they are, and a lot of people have uh, false positives. So that's the biggest reason why they um, have the ones now, which causes them more to actually say pregnant or not pregnant. Well, that's weird. I don't know about... Yeah, so, alright, so you could get a false positive. Yeah. You get, you know, so here's, here's what I decided. You know, we should come up with underwear... That are made of the pregnancy test. Ah <laughs> Pregnancy test underwear. And what you do is you just pee in your drawers. And if it comes out blue, then you gotta, you know, then you're pregnant. If your drawers turn red, and your under, if your underwear is red, then you're either on your period or it's negative. <laughs> See what I'm saying? So you save yourself the hassle of peeing on your hands. No more pee hands. You see what I'm saying? No more, P-S. no more mess in the bathroom. No more awkward angles. You just, you know, you can, might be talking to somebody, and you can just be take, testing yourself right while you're talking to them. Oh, uh, something mm-hmm. like granny draws or the other yeah. undergarments. Yeah, I mean, well, we, maybe we, you know, after a couple of years, we'll come out. You know, it's like the iPhone. After a couple of years, we come out with the uh, the pregnancy test thongs and. <laughs> Pregnancy test, uh, lace, boy shorts, you know, pregnancy test. But, uh, you know, we start with just regular underwear. Uh, you, know? uh, you can have a pregnancy test where you can just take it and stick it on your butt cheek and then it just tell you positive no, and negative. No, Karen, don't be silly. Okay, I'm being serious here. I'm telling you that. I mean, you talking about drawers. You obviously diapers. need pee. You obviously need pee to make this work. No, I mean, you talking about upgrade. I mean, I'm not trying to funny. I mean, because after a while, we went from telephones that just rang to telephones that are completely a small personal computer. So right. don't you think this technology can upgrade? Am I the only one thinking if about it the just, future? If it just sticks on your butt, that's that's a birth control patch. That's not a pregnancy test, Karen. I mean, I mean, so how's it going to tell you it's pregnant? If, well, if, why put it on your butt then? Just put it on your arm. That's that's less embarrassing. Why? You know what I'm saying? If it could just touch your skin and tell if you're pregnant, then, then our technology would be obsolete by then. Oh. So we need the pee, okay? So oh, pregnancy okay. test underwear. It's less embarrassing, you know. And, and in case you do get drunk and you can't control yourself, and you, you know you wet yourself in the middle of the night, as an added bonus, you find out, hey, maybe I'm pregnant or not, you know? Ah. Maybe I shouldn't have had that extra drink. Ah. That's what that, that's what alcoholics and people, you know, that, that tweet that do the tweet in the middle of the night need to use. So in case they, you know, peeing don't feel like going to the bathroom. Right, well, that's another thing. Anytime you pee your pants, you can feel more like an adult because you're like, I'm being responsible. I am thinking about if I have a baby or not. Yeah, then not only that, some people get drunk and they can't control that stuff. So that, that's actually great. Yeah. You know, I, I think the alcoholics will probably buy more than the people who really try to I'm telling to you, man, children. this is a gold mine. This is a gold mine. Ah. You know? Yeah, I would set them outside of bars. If you have a daughter or something that you, that's kind of slutting around and you don't trust her, you get her the pregnancy underwear. You know what I'm saying? You say, hey, you pee in them drawers in front of me. I want to ah. see, see what happens. You better not come back in and bring no babies in this house. <laughs> Alright, man. So, um, I was, you know, I was thinking about the movie Precious, which I hate, mm-hmm. you know. Um, what was the casting call for Precious's, the role of Precious's father like? Like, it's just a bunch uh, of greasy, grimy-ass niggas that look yes. like they rape people, like, coming oh. in there with 
with nappy ass froze and stuff and reading those lines yeah. to the casting people. They, they had to go get the most dirtiest nigga that they could find. I mean, because like I said, I didn't watch the movie, but I did read the book. But the book made me so angry, pissed me off so bad. I stopped reading it because it was so damn depressing. Right. But uh, I got pretty deep into it and man, it, it basically they was like, let's go get a nigga that everybody want to shoot. Right. You know, let's let's go get him. Let's go get the one. Yeah, I was picturing like just different actors trying to do that part. You know, like Clarence Williams III coming up in there. Ah. Uh, you know what I mean? Like oh, dudes with deer curls and sideburns. Like, this is just like your mother. Like, <laughs> you know, Clarence be overacting sometimes. <laughs> oh, I wish they had pimps coming in for that role. Yeah, you know, I just picture like all kinds of grimy niggas. You know, famous people too, like Samuel Jackson coming in there. You know. <laughs> Don't give me this motherfucking pussy! Like, I just picture, you know, just. And you better, and I hope you burn in hell! Because, <laughs> I, I mean, like, and like, did you. Do those guys feel ashamed of themselves when they're auditioning for the, the role of an incest pedophile rapist? I mean, you know, you, you gotta have a. They aim for a specific demographic, so them niggas ain't trying to get no real roles. Like, right, like, well, can I put that on my resume when I go to, hey, I hear they're coming out with the President Obama story, and I would like to play ah! a congressional aide uh, to President Obama. Um, what, well, what, what have you been in? Uh, I was the father in Precious. Ah, uh, no thanks. No, they were like, no, thank you. You can play the nigga that was a trainer that we shot. You can yeah. play that person. Yeah. Um. All right, man. So, um, ah, ah. I was uh, at the gym playing ball, and I was talking to this dude, and we were talking about uh, I watch NBA League Pass, but because UVerse doesn't offer the full NBA League Pass, I had to order it on the internet through NBA.com. Okay. And uh. It's League Pass Broadband. Okay. And you can pick up to seven teams to follow for a certain amount of price. Or you could pick up every team, but it costs more. Okay. So I decided I'm just going to pick seven teams. Uh, the way I look at it is uh, those teams play other teams all the time, so it won't be so bad, you know? Yeah. yeah. Like, uh, I just pick a, some diverse teams. I pick good teams, and I watch whoever they're playing. Okay. So, um... And I can't remember every team I picked, but I know it was like the Clippers, the Lakers, the Celtics, the Orlando Magic, uh, Oklahoma City Thunder. Um, I, I did not the Heat. Yeah, I picked up the Heat, um, and I'm sure there's one team I can't think of off the top of my head, but there was one more team that I picked up that I was like, okay, this is a good team. I want to watch them, right? Mm -hmm. But the problem is. Um, when they play each other, you know, I only get that one game for that time. So that's, you know, so if Oklahoma City plays the Celtics, that's my game. Whereas okay. if, this, if they were playing different teams, I have two games. But anyway, I was talking to somebody about that at the gym, and we're, we got into the topic of, like, internet TV, internet radio and stuff. Mm -hmm. And I hate when people offer me advice, but it's very vague advice, and it's obvious that they haven't really thought about it or don't know what they're talking about. Because he was like... Well, you know there's this thing you can buy where you can connect it to your TV and you get, like, free internet TV, man. You can watch everything in HD, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay, where do I get this? I don't know. 
how does it hook to my TV? What like what slot do I put it in? I don't know. Well, what? then why are you suggesting something that you don't know shit about? Right, right. He didn't know anything else about it other than it might heard. exist. Yeah. You know, it's like, how do I know you didn't just watch Minority Report and uh, you're uh, just telling me some shit you saw in a movie? That's you know? right. But um, I, anyway, man, I really hate when people do that. People do that all the time. Yeah, they do. You know, it's like, oh, man, the printer's not working. Oh, what you need to get is one of them laser scanners. Okay, cool, man. How did you uh, get that? I don't know. <laughs> and walk away. Yeah, you haven't helped me at all. All you did was tell me I'm fucking up, or I could be doing something easier, and then you don't provide any information. Like, no. I hate that shit. No, just don't say nothing at all. Yeah, man. Um, I decided when I was paying bills today, and I was I felt good about myself, because I was paying all our bills, you know, ahead of time, and, Woo-hoo! you know, uh, even bills where it was like, you know, I could wait till the next paycheck to pay this, but fuck it, I'll just pay it now, or whatever. So. And, um, I, I realized that Growing up for us and for me has become like a slight difference between paying shit at the last second before they cut it off. Yes, sir. To, to paying shit In ahead of time. We, right? we, we, we them old people. We like, uh, let's pay them because we don't know when they might feel like cutting our shit off. But mama, you um, a year ahead. I don't give a damn. Pay them anyway. Right. Like, I, don't, I mean, I don't even think when they cut it off comes into the equation. No, it doesn't. Now, when it's just feel I, a comfortable feeling. Yeah, I think back in the day, it was like, it was like, well, shit, don't pay the power bill yet because they're not cutting that off to the 14th. I know. You know? Especially when you ain't working and it was like... Should I go to the grocery store or should I pay Visa? Well, damn, you Visa, you got to wait. I got to eat now. Right, right. <laughs> so, um, I just, you know, I was paying stuff and it was just like, hey, man, it's, it's a cool feeling to be like, I'm paying this shit ahead of time and not be in the hole and not feel like, you know, to pay more than, you know, whatever they request from you and shit like that. Like, it's just a good feeling. It so, is. I just thought about that. Um, So, Best Buy set us up the other day. Um, online, they had an advertisement for Need for Speed Hot Pursuit 2. Uh, the Hot Pursuit franchise is one of my favorite racing, racing, maybe my only racing franchise that I really like. Yes, you know, you it's really ar- enjoy it too. Yeah, it's arcade or whatever style play. Yeah, but um, I like it anyway. I'm not really into the realistic games like Gran Turismo and PGR, Project Gotham Racing. They're too real. You know what I'm saying? Like, I... Oh, what they want to do with handcuffing and arresting niggas? I don't understand. Well, no. There's no police in these other games. Oh, It's, it's not okay. a chase game. Oh. It's too real. Like, they give you, like, a Honda Civic to start with. And it could go, you know, up to 100 miles an hour. And then you got to, like, get your license so you can qualify for another event where you oh, can no. slightly upgrade to another car. And it's just too much pain in the ass. Like, if this was... This is like driving to work. Like, why do I want to, you know, why do I want to deal with this shit? Where they're like, listen, don't take that quarter at more than 40 miles an hour. And it's like, well, well, that that's my life. You know? I have to stop at red sign at red signs. Red lights in real life. I feel like running this motherfucker. Can I? Yeah, that's the, the video point game. Of, right. The point of the game to me is going fast as shit in a nice car that I'll never be able to afford in my real oh, life. Yeah. And doing crazy against the law stuff in a car and fucking with the police and yeah. getting arrested and getting out. You yeah. know, that's the point. Yeah, and this bitch cut me off. Can I run her off the cliff? 
Well, I don't know if that's in the game or not. But oh, I'm sorry. The, uh, they, you said I'm realistic. <laughs> but 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 yeah, exactly. Like if that was in the game, that's better. You know, that's okay. fine. Okay. Um. So anyway, they set us up. Let me just start with this. They set us up. They say, hey, the game's forty dollars. Mm-hmm. And that's what it showed me online. I checked my, my, my iPhone. There's an application for the best buy on there. Yes, sir. And uh, it says, like, hey, this this app, this app uh, game is $40. This is new. It's on sale. This is whatever. So I drive up there. You know, I check to see they have them in stock. They have them in stock at the closest best buy. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, cool. I'm going to go up there. I go up there. And the only ones I see for the Xbox 360 are Need for Speed, Hot Pursuit, uh, like Limited, collector's edition, yeah, or something. collector's edition, something like that. Yeah. Right? There's like 17 of them. Yeah. First of all, when did limited collection edition edition mean there's 17 of them? Like, right? That didn't sound very limited to me. No. And then the uh, other thing is that I didn't see any other version of the game. Nope. Right? So I, there's a $60 version, limited edition. And then the one online doesn't say limited edition, but it's not there, even though it says it's in stock. That's right. So I'm looking up and down the aisle. I'm looking for even just like an empty spot where maybe people mm-hmm. bought the other one because it was yeah. on sale. Nothing. 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 So we go over to the to one of the uh, people that work there. And you know these people, man. They typically do not know shit. I mean, no, no offense to these people because it's just a job to them and everything. I get that. But typically... They don't know that much. They're not like your GameStop dudes. No. Where they eat, breathe, live that shit. What? And that, video games is his life. They don't need a computer. The GameStop dudes be like, hey, that's hard. That's sold out. I just sold the last one two minutes ago. You missed it. Right, exactly. Like, the, the, that dude is always on top of his shit. Yes. Even though they're annoying and they're, you know, nerdy and they're fucking, they, they got that thing where they have to push all the time on the on the, on the uh, customer. But they on top of their stuff. But they on top of their shit. Yes, they are. Know? So, I go in there and I'm like, uh, hey, do y'all have this game? She looks it up and she's like, or actually Karen was the one who did it. I was actually like, man, fuck it, man. I might just leave. You know what I'm saying? Or I was actually thinking, I'm going to take this shit up to the front and then just be like, y'all said this shit was 40. Fix it. You know, but Karen went. She talked to this lady. The lady looks it up in the inventory system. Same thing. Hey, there's 17 of them. Should be $40. Let's go look. She goes to look. It's funny because she works there. She can't find where the games are. I have to basically... And you know, you do that thing where um, I'm... We're polite people. Yes. And, uh, you know, regardless of how we talk on this podcast, like, I don't just flip out on people for no reason or shit. So, um, she is looking for this game. And I'm trying to be polite and just, like, hint her in the right, towards the right place. I know where the fucking game is. Yes. We, we, we've been looking for this shit for 20 minutes, woman. So it's not over here in the Wii section. Well, it's not just that, but I needed to show her, well, this is where the other game is. Uh, okay. So if there's another version of the game, shouldn't it be here? That's so true. she's just looking through, like, all running up and down the aisle. And I, finally, I'm just like, okay. Like, and I'm trying to give her a hint. I'm like, oh, it seems to be in alphabetical order. And the ends must be on the other side. And, you know, she's just not taking a hint to eventually I just walk over there like, the game's here. Damn. Like, this is, I fucking tried, okay? I didn't mean it. I don't want to call you out at your job. So, um, she's looking at, looking at the game and she takes like another 10 minutes walking around trying yep. to find another version of the game. To see if it's up front on display like we did. To see if it's sold out and all that stuff. Yeah, she's doing all, meanwhile, it's taking more and more time. She's just doing all the shit we've already done. Yes. So, finally, they call over one of the dudes that works in that department. Yes. Uh, actually, he didn't even work in that department. He was working the door. Yeah, he was. But yeah. he came over and he uh, kind of clarified, like, 
And and the thing is, this is when I knew it was shady. When he tried to convince us to just spend the twenty extra dollars. I was like, hell no. Yeah, it's a setup because he was like, Oh, well see, the one on the website is just regular, but this is collector's edition. It's- you get four more cards. Damn it, I them four cards ain't worth that twenty dollars. Yeah, he was like, yeah, it comes with four more cards. And I'm like, first of all, I don't give a fuck about them four cards. And I'm not spending twenty extra dollars when you advertise it for forty. Mm-hmm. The difference between this and like food is I don't need this shit. I can walk right out of here and I, keep living. Yes, sir. So I guess he's seen it on my face. I was just like, uh, nah, bro. That'll that, stay right here. Yeah, that'll stay here. And then he finally was like, well, look, man, just check it out through the website, and that should fix it and whatever. So they did give it to us for forty dollars because we stuck with our guns. And yeah, and, yeah, and it then all that. The, the thing that trips me out was that another dude actually came by. So it was in the five of us and he was like yeah it's the same skewy code on the back yeah so, code, so yeah. that's the bs you have the same game on the site with the same codes but you're charging different prices but then if you got limited and an unlimited edition they need two different codes right. so that's the trick and on top of that while we was talking it was somebody else two hours over that was fussing because they printed the shit off the internet for PS3 that one was like hell no I'm not paying $20 this is what your website says it's a setup and I yes. mean the way that they're running it is pretty much anyone we can get to buy the $60 version is $20 we made that's right you know what I'm saying but technically they should be saying listen it's $40 just go up front and the guy even like once we start checking out he was like oh yeah yeah you just change it this way and do it that way and that'll work and then like well so y'all been doing this all day yes like it was but, a but, but if nobody says anything they ran that shit up for 60 dollars and keep it pushing yeah, exactly man so they tried to set us up but um i was thinking about the game need for speed and the, the actual uh structure of the game it's fun, like I said, don't get me wrong, I love this game, but it's so unrealistic because <laughs> if you get arrested for, like, speeding or whatever, and it doesn't matter what you do, like, it could be felony speeding, you know what I'm saying? 30 police cars after you, you're breaking uh, equipment, you're driving through yeah, uh, I like downtown. That. I like that part of the game, you be tearing stuff up and blowing stuff up, that's really fun, I watch him play it, I never drive it though. Right, so I'm playing, you know, so when they when they do catch you and they do arrest you, uh, if you don't just reset the game before it can save, like I normally do, uh-huh. but, um, when they catch you or whatever, you just go, um, they're like, okay, slap on the wrist, you know what I'm saying, like, we're gonna, you, you can't drive uh, this car, uh, you can't get caught speeding in this car three more times, or we're gonna take it. And they never, like, ah, ah. like the arrest don't follow you. So, like, if you, like, change the color of your car, and if you, like, uh, you know, like, your heat will go down, they won't, they won't notice it's you more often. And, uh, if, you know, it's basically like that. Sorry, we had to take a little break. Karen had to pee. But, uh, we back now. Anyway, so, basically, the, like, they slap you on the wrist, and it's following your car, not you. So, you buy a new car, and it starts over. Now, that's not like real life at all, because if they arrest you and they look at your license and they go, Hey, it's Rod, you getting caught speeding in different cars 12 different times, you go to prison. Yes, you do. But We don't follow the cars, we follow the driver. Right, but on the game, they follow the cars, which is very unrealistic, and it's like, you know, don't get caught in this part of town. And then they always let you, like, speed three or four times before they impound your car, and... You know, like, it's just, it's just so ridiculous, but I, I, 
I love that game anyway, man. Need for Speed, uh, it's just a consistently good series. I've never played a bad Need for Speed Hot Pursuit game. Now, the other ones, I'm not really a big fan of the other ones. Oh, they have different versions of Need for Speed? Yeah, they have, uh, like, a night racing one that's all about, like, putting neon lights on your car and nitrous oxide. Oh, and night. Yeah, yeah. Doing a lot of stuff with, like, stick, like drag racing oh, and, and that, that drift racing. Okay. I don't like that shit. That shit is whack. Um, I also don't like uh, the ones where they try to make it real. Like, they try to do, like, a Grand Theft Auto take. I mean, I'm sorry. A Gran Turismo take on the game. Okay. I didn't feel that shit either. Like, okay. that, it was weak, man. Like, I'm, I'm, trying, I'm playing your game because I do like that arcade feel. And I do like running from the police and stuff. Maybe it's because I'm black and it's in my blood. But I love running from the police. <laughs> run, nigga, run, run! <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that other game's not really a huge fan, um, even though I played some of them. But the Hot Pursuit titles, if you're looking for a racing game that's not too difficult, but still fun, check that shit out. Cool. Um, Alright, man. I saw a dude with a, with a license plate that said W. Newman. W. w space newman okay all right now the reason i'm bringing this up is because i was behind him and he had a van a van like a white van okay the windows were tinted extra dark oh and he had two pictures of two like you know those those stickers you can put on your windows mm-hmm. it was calvin from calvin and hobbs and he was it looked like he was peeing and he had your back to you. He had his back to you. Okay. And his pants down, and you can see his butt crack. Like a lot of, a lot, a lot of people, people had that do picture. That. Yeah. yeah. And then the other picture was some little boy mooning people, like showing his butt. Ah. And I was thinking somebody should look into this motherfucker. He might like, be a pedophile. Yeah, he's got a van, naked kids on the outside. No, he probably that van probably full of candy. Yeah, he probably he got like. Ah. My, he's got like my kid is an honor student at like twelve different schools on there, like. Ah, Let's ah. look into W. Newman, is all I'm saying. Ah, let him down. Check his uh, shit. Um, Alright, so we watched some movies, and uh, we're going to do some movie reviews where we don't spoil anything. Just talk about the movie. Yes. Um, and uh, just tell you guys, should you see it or should you not? You know, and if you don't give a fuck, don't go see it, you know. You don't have to take my opinion for it, but since you're here. Um, we saw Batman Under the Red Hood. It's an animated Batman movie. Um... It, it's not based on the old animated Batman mm, stories. No. Um, it's kind of in the same style as uh, the Batman, uh, like as, as the new DC uh, yeah. movies that they've been coming out. Which the cartoons I think are great. Yeah, there's Justice League, the New Frontier. Mm-hmm. Um, there's the Superman Batman movies. Yes. Uh, so anyway, we saw this movie, um, and the story starts with. Uh, the death of Robin, mm-hmm. which uh, you know happened a long time ago in the comic books. Um, he had a, a Robin that died, that was killed okay. by the Joker, and this is basically a story about what happens uh, and the effect of the death of Robin and the uh, you know the aftermath of that mm-hmm. um, years later. Yeah, and I loved it. It was actually a really great movie. It was dark. It was gritty. And that was Batman is about. And oh my God, the Joker stole the show. Yeah, the Joker was actually voiced by Bender. Uh, the guy who plays Bender on uh, Futurama. He was? Mm-hmm. Oh, and he was hilarious. Because the Joker always makes jokes at the most inappropriate times. But they were hilarious. Yeah, I, I really thoroughly enjoyed it. I thought it was uh, one of the best 
uh, Batman movies I've ever seen. Me too. Uh, I think well drawn. Yes, I like the Gotham Knight better. I think is the only Gotham Knight, which is uh, the one that's like a featurette. It has like eight oh, different Bat- stories. Oh, Batman. Yes, yeah. yes, that, yes. That one was excellent. I think I like that one better, but this is second. Yes. And the story in this is excellent. It's just so well told. Uh, the lines they have, and even the the action that doesn't involve just like Batman, uh, you know, fighting Joker or some main villain was good. Yes, and and it kept you engulfed. It kept you wanting to wonder what was going on and what was happening, and and almost like a who's who. You kind of understood, but as the movie went on, they started putting you know pieces together the way it began to make sense. You're like, oh okay, and oh okay, and. And that's what I really um, enjoyed about it. It was well written and well drawn. Yeah, I I loved it. Uh, check out um, IP Man or yes. Ip Man. I think is how it's really pronounced. But since we're American, we we're just like fuck whatever translation is. I, IP Man. Yes, it's IP Man. So um, check that movie out. I got a few suggestions to watch that a while back, and it's pretty much just a, a badass kung fu movie. You know. Yes. Um, it, it's always telling us it's, it's based around the same narrative that you had that they have in a lot of these uh, Chinese movies where it's hey Japan came they occupied us for eight years uh, and then they they had to get out but the point being that storyline is nothing new the storyline is not new you've seen it in Jet Li movies you've seen Bruce Lee do it that storyline of the Japanese invaders coming and the only thing the Chinese man can do is fight you know show them how to do kung fu and shit and it's symbolic and whatnot. so don't be surprised that the story is a little you know isn't that creative but it was well done, I believe. Yes, it was well done. I enjoyed the the action in it was very, very good. They had a lot of funny parts in the movie to me. It had a um, a lot of parts, but I was like, oh my goodness. It had a lot of those yeah. parts in it to me, and I really enjoyed it. And some people were saying it's a part two and part three, too. Yeah, so supposedly, I mean, it's based off a real man. It's the man that supposedly uh, mentored Bruce Lee. So he's a real human being, you know, he lived a long time. So, uh, you know, he lived during a time uh, where there was a lot of turmoil in China. So there's all these legendary stories surrounding him, and, the, you know, the movie's supposed to be displaying that. Okay. Um, what I found funny, though, is, like, those karate movie cliches are so funny where it's like, the baddest man in the land. What's his job? Being the baddest man in the land. <laughs> yes, that's all he does. He's yeah. bad. Like, this dude doesn't have, like, he's like, well, what other skills do you have? I can whoop your ass. That's about it. Yes. Um, but, of course, he would never use that for evil. He only use that for good. <laughs> I would never just go around whooping people's ass and taking their money. That's crazy. Um, no. No one do that. Yeah. And, and, but, 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 but if you come over here, I got something for you. And that dude, and, like, the bad, this dude works out 24-7 to become the baddest motherfucker ever of all time. And then it's like, all right, man, I want to fight you. Nah, I'm good. I don't want to fight. Like, dude, yeah. all you do is train to whoop ass. And like, that was funny. The whole time, he, it was like when he fought, he fought because he was pressured to fight, not because he wanted to fight. Right. Every Kung Fu movie is that way where the, the, the finally the good guy says, enough. I will fight. And I'm whoop your ass. Bring it on over here. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, they got to get to the extreme point. Now, the, every movie, I'm always thinking, now, if you would have whooped his ass, like... 20 minutes ago, this movie would have been over. <laughs> yes. When the dude came to town, you should have just whooped his ass and then it would have been yeah. the end of oh, it. Or either he beat him up halfway, 
teach him a lesson, and then he bring his ass back to town yeah. halfway through the movie. I'm back for another ass whooping. Come yeah. on in. <laughs> you defeated me now to rape everybody. <laughs> Like, and then the other thing is, like, I don't understand the whole, the mentality of the 12th dude to get hit. Like, I get the first, like, the first three or four dudes, I get. You know what yes. I'm saying? You thinking we got superior yes. numbers. How good can this motherfucker be anyway? And you know it's a movie, because maybe I'm a punk bitch, but man, after the first, like, two or three niggas go down... They gonna look around and I'm like, damn, where Karen over there? We think she ran away. Hell yeah. He ain't got to knock my teeth out for, for me to know he is strong as hell. Yeah, when he, like, the thing is, like, you'll see him do a move to somebody. Oh. Well, you're just like, there's no walking away from that shit. At all. And then here comes some dumb dumb number 12 running up like, well, I guess maybe I have the lucky punch that'll win the fight. Like, no, at this point, I have become more scared of him than my boss. Yes. So, I'm sorry, Mr. Boss Man. Why don't you whoop his ass yourself? You ain't paying enough. Yes. You know? This is funny, man. <laughs> um, I watched The Warriors. I watched this one by myself. Yeah, I don't think I've seen it. Um, and everybody was like, it's a cult classic. Oh, that movie's so bad, man. You know, it was all this fighting in it, man. It was off the hook. This movie is the gayest movie. <laughs> Of all time. What happened, baby? It looked like the sequel to West Side Story. It's like oh, what they the, snapping fingers and dancing. The and only shit? thing missing was the dancing. Like if they would have broke into a musical ah, number, I would ah. not have been surprised. Cause they like they were sitting up there. First of all, these gangs in New York, the toughest place of all time. All these gangs are matching like a motherfucker. Match like they ah. coordinated that shit. It's like okay, we're gonna have a theme. We're gonna have a motif. You know we're gonna, I'm gonna, we're gonna wear spurs, and we're gonna get ourselves some leather uh, chaps, and we're gonna wear jean jacket vest, and we're the cowboys. Yeah, everyone's scared of us. <laughs> who, who put it? Who put that stuff together? The directors from Glee? It looked like it. Like if I found out the people from Glee worked on this movie, I would not be surprised. I mean, this movie is is so gay, and it's a bunch of like young tot men that look like models and none of them have facial hair at all which is ridiculous a gang of street urchins no facial hair on their head ah. face they got crazy hairstyles but it look like hair dudes you know what i'm saying <laughs> and you got dudes walking around there with like pearl necklaces on and oh. like like seashell necklaces and oh. uh scarves wrapped in their hair and shit it's like that's I'm supposed to be looking at him. There's one dude with feathers in his hair the entire movie. Uh, and he's, I'm supposed to be scared of him like, I'll rumble with you, man. I'm like, nigga, please, get out of here and go, go paint my toenails or something. What, what are you doing out? It was ridiculous, man. And I mean, then, for this to be a gang movie in like 1970 New York, it's like one gun in the entire fucking movie. One wow. gun. You know what I'm saying? Maybe, I think, actually, no, I take it back, two guns. An entire movie. Uh, and I don't think anyone gets shot except for... And and this is not a spoiler, really, because you know this if you've watched... First of all, this movie's 30 years old. Fuck you. They shoot Cyrus. <laughs> they shoot Cyrus in the opening scene. And Cyrus gets all the gangs in New York together and gets them all to be quiet. Because you know how gang members are so, you know, naturally polite. And they, they trust everybody. And they get along when you tell them to get along. So they say, listen, gang members, I want to give a speech. And he gives his rousing speech. And this is where Shaq got that whole, can you dig it? Okay. That's where that came from. Ah. Yeah, and he's sitting up there and he's talking to gangs, all with names that aren't real gangs, which is hilarious. 
You know, we got the robes over there next to the back boys. We got the, the elbows next to the Smurfs. Like, these are not real games. If y'all would have said the Vice Lords next to the Crips, I would have been, oh, okay. Oh, okay. Shit next, is real. Next to Rainbow, right next to the Pound Puppies. Yeah. <laughs> no wonder they didn't have, they didn't have guns. Yeah. But like, you got the Garbage Trail Kids next to the Cabbage Patch Kids. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so he's telling them, like, oh, we got all the gangs here now. Everyone, calm down. It's time for me to give a speech. And he gives a speech and tells everybody, we need to make one big gang. All the gangs need a truce, and we all need to get along. <laughs> the get along, gang. We all need to ah. get along, and then we can run the city. The police won't be able to touch us. The politicians, all we got. We're going to have shit on lock. It's going to be, you know, we're going to clean up the streets. The, no drugs will be sold without us getting a cut. Can you dig it? And everybody's like, yeah, 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 man, I never met. I'll take, I believe that. So uh, they, they, they all believe that shit. And then finally, some random gang member shoots this dude and kills him. And then there's chaos. Then the police show up and basically our, our, the warriors, the, the gang that the, that the movie's based on, uh-huh. they get framed for this murder. Okay. So even without the internet and cell phones, Somehow, every nigga in the street knew that the, 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 the Warriors did this shit inconclusively. Uh, no no footage of it or anything. Just one gang member said it was them. And so, you have that part of the movie. And then there's like a radio station that broadcasts gang activity on over the radio waves. Now, the police wouldn't listen to that. There's no... They don't have a, a dude they hired just to check on that shit where she's clearly talking about gang shit. Is, is it like a dog hearing? Only certain, only the dogs can hear. You know, had to blow the dog whistles. Oh uh, well, I guess hearing. every gang member got dog hearing because they was all rolling around with the radio, like you know, the warriors are trying to come across the town, and we're gonna put a uh, price on uh, their head. You uh, hear me, Dad? Jive turkey? Do you dig it? You know, like that kind of shit. Jive turkey buster. Then there was this other gang that was supposed to be the baddest gang of all that controlled everything. It was this gang of black dudes that did karate. Yeah, and the leader wore uh, shades even inside, and, and then like the, it, uh, just, I wear my sunglasses. Yeah, this movie is fucking terrible. It's on Netflix streaming. You guys watch it. Uh, I guarantee the people that like it, you haven't watched this movie in years, or you were so young when you watched it that you would not dislike it no matter what. It's true because it's fucking terrible. It is a terrible. Terrible, ah! terrible movie. These are the gayest gangsters of all time. There's nothing scary about these dudes. Every gang member has an outfit and a jacket. And then the jacket says like their name on it. It's like, it's the Rogues. You know? And then there was this... this leather jackets high school? Leather yeah, they look like leather jackets. Honest oh. to God. I'm not making that up. Uh, so bad. I'm, and what are all these white people doing in gangs? I refuse to believe that back in the 70s, gangs were so multicultural. No. It's like, oh, I'm sorry, we're all full here. We have enough Chinese people. We need We've to mix it up. Quota. The yeah. dragons, we mix it up, okay? You don't just bring that shit in here. We need three black people, two white dudes, an Asian, a Filipino. Like, it's just, it's like, what are y'all doing, man? Is that affirmative action for the gangs? I guess so. Yeah, the only full black gang was the gang uh, with the shades on, the karate gang, that apparently did not believe in haircuts because their hair was fucked up. <laughs> Oh. Ain't what even combs either? Yeah, no. And the conclusion was just unbelievable. In an age without phones and the internet, the the, the the last scene just made me be like, that shit would never happen. 
<laughs> you niggas would be dead. That's all they would. They'd be like, the Warriors got killed. Nobody knows why. And by the time they figured out y'all didn't do it, they would be like, oh, shit. Well, I guess they didn't do it. Wish I had the internet back then. I could have Googled it. Um, and then, Karen, you watched Election? Yes. How was Election? I, I want to see this movie. I haven't seen it yet. Election uh, was, it was good. Uh, it's about the triad and about them selling drugs and stuff and about them taking... The triad uh, is like the Japanese mafia or something. Or something like, like that, okay. yeah. And what what was happening was that um, it was time for them to re-elect their uh, officials over the triad. Mm. And the funny part is something, maybe because I don't understand, the triads, they take some bad motherfuckers. And the reason why I say this is because the police won't mess with them. Like, they'll right. actually negotiate and things like that with the police. But anyway... So one of the uh, dudes had wanted to be over the triads, and when him wanted to be over the triads, they had to vote, and so he was actually bribing the people to vote in, mm. in the elder group. He was like going around and paying the money and things like that. Um, but the uh, other dude ended up winning because the um, the dude that was paying everybody. He had this dude called Big D. Who was basically crazy as hell. Right. And they was like, we can't have all these wars breaking out because we're going to have the cops on us. You know what I'm right. saying? Like, we cool with the cops and the cops cool with us as long as nobody's dying. Right. But you can't, we can't have you over our group killing these people. And so it progressed on. And there were some cool fight scenes and things like that. It now, was, is it karate fight scenes or is it mostly guns? Like, what is it? It's it's not even guns. It's more of knives and oh, okay, stabbing. Cool. That, that, that type of, of uh, fighting. So, it's weird to me that the fucking, like, the mob has an election. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Like, the, like the, the grimiest motherfuckers on earth. Like, we kill people. We take what and we want. Anyway, show of hands. Yeah, they went voting for a hundred years. And you know, and T must be wonderful because they was having a damn debate. And the dude was like, tea time. And I was like, oh, tea time? Tea, yes, I'll take tea. I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, I was just arguing a few seconds ago. Nice tea time. Was it sweet tea? I was hoping it was. Hoping it was Lipton. <laughs> they was acting. You thought it was. Oh, I thought you didn't like Lipton tea. You do like Lipton? I like Lipton sweet tea. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I guess uh, the Chinese people make time for some sweet tea. And what about the Ichi movie? Or did you have more to say on that movie? I'm sorry. No, and, and uh, it, it was it was actually a very old movie, and I didn't realize oh. how old the movie was until they had like the big old school sunglasses, like on Shaft. Oh wow! They had like uh, the old school um, blazers and the old school jackets with like the multi colors in them, and they was driving like really old cars and things. Well, maybe like it was that. just set in the old days, and it, and that may be yeah. that, that may be because I think that movie is fairly new. Oh. Okay, and, it, and they may have just wanted that old school feel to yeah. it. And um, like I said, it, it, and I, don't I mean, you know, a movie's old in an Asian movie when they use an iPhone because they already on the iPhone 12 over there. <laughs> so if they only using the iPhone 4, then that shit came out like three years ago. Ah, that's true. And and the and and the thing about it is that it did have some cool ass whoopings. I really enjoyed some of it. It wasn't as good as IP Man. I can definitely IP Man is okay. a much better movie. Um, well, I'm, I'm, I'll try to watch that soon, like maybe even tonight. Yeah, like I said, it's okay. And the ending, I was like, okay, I kind of understood, but then I kind of didn't. Did understand. it have? Did it have those? I watched this one movie. I can't remember the name of. We reviewed it on here before though. But did it have those weird standoffs where everybody got a gun in each other's face and nobody's shooting? 
Did they have any of those? Yeah, they they did have one scene where everybody kind of walks up on this dude with the knives, and they kind of walking around him, and he kind of beats everybody up type thing. Oh, no, that's different. I'm okay. talking about... I watched this movie before. It was a Chinese movie or something. And everybody had... They would have conversations holding guns to each other's oh, faces. Oh, no, no, no. Not like, not. I hate that shit. Mm-mm. Like, I would just shoot you. I'm not going to wait to hear you out. There's no scenario where we both got <laughs> guns, bullets in the chamber. You point one at me and then we go, anyway, you ready to talk about this? No. Ready to shoot your dumb ass. <laughs> Let's negotiate this. Yeah, I'd be like, oh, go ahead and talk. Bam. Anyway, I don't know what was wrong with that nigga. Ah. <laughs> he knew we had beef. Um, all right, man. So, can we do some uh, articles real yeah, quick? Yes, we can. All right, man. So, you know Bernie Madoff. Yes. His oldest son hung himself in his New York City apartment. I was hearing that. Uh, every day for two years, he carried the toxic burden of the name that meant fraud to the world. On, just change your last name, dog. You don't got to die. On Saturday, the eldest son of disgraced financier, uh, Bernard Madoff, hanged himself in his Manhattan apartment, another casualty in the saga that sent his father to prison and swindled thousands of their life savings. I would change my money if I had a name like that. Just, change your name? Yeah, change my last name. Yeah. Because you almost don't have a choice because people are going to harass the hell out of you for the rest of your life. Yeah, I mean... I, he's probably still rich. He's just not as rich as he was. You That's know? true too now. And I just think a lot of these spoiled rich kids can't handle this shit. Yeah. And it just ain't built for, for real life problems. And that's true too, and I, and I and I think the one thing about it is that especially if you were born into money, right? When that money goes away, all of a sudden you feel like your world is over. But when you have been broke all your life, you go, well, nigga, I ain't worried about it. I yeah. I, I know I'm gonna be alright. I'm still here. It can't get worse than this. So I if know. it does, I I know what bad feels like, and I'm still alive. I know it's so. Um, I leave oodles and noodles and keep it pushing, nigga. I ain't trying to hang myself. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's not that damn important. Like he's probably like talking to his accountant and cussing him out. I had to pay a bill online today. Do you know how that feels to do my own work? I balanced my checkbook. Shh. Don't let anybody hear that. That's why I had to fire my assistant. What's going on here? So, uh, on the second anniversary of the day that his father was arrested in the worst investment wow. fraud in American history, Mark Madoff, 46, was found dead in the living room of his Soho loft. He was hanging from a black dog leash while his two-year-old son slept nearby. Damn. Wow. What a pussy. Jesus, man. You have a fucking son. You hang yourself near your... Oh, I might as well leave this nigga with some trauma. No need. Wow. You ever, and like I said, it's... And like, uh... Um, in the police was talking about white girl problems? Yes. These right here are white people problems. Yeah. White people problems are <laughs> funny. Because last time I checked, if you all don't have a lot of money, that has nothing to do with color skin, you're not hanging yourself because another dollar didn't come your way. Yeah, it's just very... Like, first of all, I mean, suicide is always the pussy way out. But it's just very weird that this dude would be like, yeah, I'm going to kill myself in front of my fucking son. Like, what a selfish act to just put, to put on your somebody like that. Like, your innocent child has to fucking wake up to his father hanging yes, and then, by a leash. And then has to live the rest of his life. And on top of that, you're living in a loft. So, you would not live in Dalton Village, Earl Village, the east <laughs> side, the west side, Bronx, Brooklyn, or Queens, nigga. You in the 50th floor of a fucking loft. What is right. wrong with you? Like, you're rich and here you are fucking doing this to your family and your son and stuff. And, I mean, I, not that I feel bad for this dude, but it's kind of 
crazy that this happened to Bernie Madoff. Like, this is the legacy he left behind. Like, your little punk ass son killed himself while you was in prison. Like, that's how bad you disgraced your family that you got motherfuckers killing themselves. Like, wow. Um, people close to him say he was despondent over press coverage of his father's case. An ongoing criminal investigation of the Madoff family members in the multi-billion dollar scheme and his struggle to rebuild his life. Um, and that's another thing a lot of people don't know. Bernie Madoff basically tried to give his family all his money before the government swooped in and, and took a hold of it. So basically they swooped, they froze everybody's money. So they basically could not live the lifestyle they were living. You can't go get on your yacht when you, you know, you broke. And in that rich circle, you know, people talk and they know. You know, so it's like, oh, the Madoffs, here they come with they broke ass. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> like, he basically couldn't take that. And it was on 60 Minutes and things like that, you know. Yeah, which I can understand is very embarrassing to the family. But I'm going to tell you this. I love my mama, but if she plastered on TV, I'd be like, well, bitch, that's your fault. I'm Man, sorry. Man, if embarrassment was a reason to kill yourself, niggas would be killing people every All every time Flavor Flav come on TV, people would be like, oh, the death toll went up. <laughs> Everybody killed themselves. It was ridiculous. he's coming out with chicken and liquor. Where's my gun? I know. I can't deal with this bullshit. Uh, the uh, intense scrutiny approaching the anniversary became too much for him. Uh, yeah, he was soft, especially doing it on the anniversary. Like, oh, it's the anniversary. I got to take myself out. Uh, said a person who had recent uh, contact with him, speaking on a condition of a- uh, anonymity because of the sensitivity of the case. Mark Madoff's wife, Stephanie, sent her stepfather to the couple's $6 million apartment after he emailed her at Disney World in Florida, where she was vacationing with her four-year-old daughter. In the messages, uh, he told her he loved her and should check on the two-year-old child, Nicholas, uh, on the two-year-old child whose name is Nicholas. Uh, he left no suicide note. Oh, so he knew he was taking himself out. Yeah, you know, and like, how irresponsible is that, though? Like, because anything could happen to that kid. Yeah. And like, uh, and then like, why are they taking separate vacations with, with one kid each? Is that normal? I don't have children. We don't have children. We don't know. But I mean, is that normal? Where like, I'll take one kid on the vacation. You take the other kid, and he stays here. I don't know. Two might have been too much for one of them. Yeah, she's like, you look kind of suicidal. You can only keep one kid. You keep <laughs> the one I, I yeah, keep the one I love the least. Um, the person who had recent contact with Madoff said he was struggling to find steady employment and was upset by the coverage of his father's case, including the slew of stories in the past week about investor lawsuits. And I didn't think about that, but I would change my name because I guarantee you probably would be hard as hell to find a job anywhere. Yeah, when you see his resume, you see Madoff, it's like, no, bro, I'm sorry. No, thank you. No openings in the uh, finance department for your ass. I know. We know how you get down. <laughs> okay. We want to be around. We want to balance the budget, not bankrupt the company. Um, anyway, man, I'm not reading the rest of this, but apparently this dude had a lot of money and a lot of problems, and he was getting sued. Uh, there was like a $66 million. Uh, uh, he was, there was a lawsuit accusing him of using $66 million. Uh, he received improperly, improperly to buy luxury homes in New York City, Nantucket, and Connecticut. So this also makes you think, like, they were closing in on him. They probably were about to get him. And he was just uh, like, let me kill myself and be done with this. Before I be plastered it with, like, my dad. Yeah, it's, it's sad, man. Like father, like son, I guess. Uh, speaking of dangerous games, uh, and this one actually has audio, so we'll just play this real quick. 
Come so, on, and now police tell me uh, the shit's Speeding down the road, skidding out of control Smack into a tree and fence The car is total And police tell me the 16-year-old driver and passenger Were playing a popular and dangerous game called Fugitive I thought something had blown up, but my husband knew instantly it was a car wreck The wreck jolted Christy McCarthy right off her sofa She says when she got to the scene, she saw several teenagers upset and crying I think that they realized what a stupid game it was Obviously, it was too late after the card crashed. Oh, you, you don't think? Oh, uh, the game's stupid. After, after the car crash. You got a full five-ton vehicle. That's the thing about teenagers. That's why they pass a lot of laws, because they stupid. Right. That's why you can't get out of Four loco right there. Because of you motherfuckers. Fugitive is a modern-day version of Cops and Robbers. This video of the game is posted on YouTube. Get a group of classmates together, make half of them cops, the other half fugitives, and go. Players chase each other through the woods across your lawn, and now police tell me more and more teenagers are chasing each other down streets and highways at extreme speed. I mean, just look at this. The skid marks start about 25 yards up the road. This is where she hit the curb, skidding along the sidewalk and right into the grass. She hit this tree, plowed into that fence, and took it out. And look, I mean, there's shattered glass all over the place. And her father tells me that he had never even heard about this game called Fugitive until this accident and now he wants to get the word out to other parents if parents ever heard about it that's one thing but if you're in high school chances are you've heard about it yeah mickey coho and eileen darhofsky a junior and senior at issaquah high know a lot of teenagers who play fugitive and tell me their parents don't have a clue a lot of people talk about it after they play they'll be like oh i'm playing fugitive tonight or do you want to join or whatever that's why police tell me they're cracking down before the stakes get even higher um yeah, go ahead. First of all, you have too much uh, shit. Yeah, and my, like, you don't care. You have too much uh, shit when you go, let me fuck around with my car. You know how happy I was to get a fucking car? And that's why I was looking like all these, and I, and I know we have people from all races, but all these bitches is white. Of course all those people was white. That is a white thing. If you got a video game system, why the fuck are you going anywhere to play Fugitives? I'll tell you what. what is a good game. Um, Call of Duty. You can just go on there and they split you up into teams of six that kill each other. And you know what? No one dies. Your car still works when you go outside. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. And you, what a world. And the thing is that I was happy as hell to get a car too. You know, like you said, you got too much stuff. My mama said, oh, Becky, I'll get you another one. My mama like, bitch, you ain't getting another car till you pay for it yourself. Yeah, and like, I don't blame the parents for not knowing because if your son tells you, oh, I'm going out to play Fugitive, you don't go... So is that the game where you speed down the road in the car that we got for you and do uh, extreme speeds and possibly die? I'm sorry, I did, I did not know that game existed. Me either. Like, uh, y'all don't. Oh, they got too much time on their hands, man. And some people out there don't believe in whoopings. Shit. Yeah, I said that again. Preventative ass whooping would have saved that motherfucking car. They're, yes. When people say like that's the exact situation where somebody would say, "Hey, Rod, you want to go play fugitive? We can speed down the highway and did it up." And that ass whooping my dad gave me will come back and go, "No, don't nigga, don't do that. Yeah, that is an ass whooping." No, thank you. No, uh, and I'll ass whooping if the wreck don't kill you, he will kill you. Yeah, exactly. You'll be lucky if you get in the wreck and, and be like, "Please, just don't beat me while my legs broken." <laughs> uh, uh, West Village YMCA axes, axes like cuts. Santa Claus for Frosty. He's a lost clause 
A politically correct West Village YMCA has fired old Saint Nick in favor of Frosty. Kids who once thrilled at sitting on Santa's lap at the 14th Street McBurney YMCA's wildly popular annual holiday luncheon will now suffer the icy embrace of talking snow of a talking snowman and sidekick an anonymous penguin at today's event. An <laughs> anonymous penguin. Damn, well, they don't name the penguin? They don't name the elves? I don't know why he's saying anonymous. Anyway, uh, it's kind of funny, too, because let's be honest. Let's be honest. That same Santa Claus is the one dressed up as a snowman. It's the same dude. He oh, just yeah. got a different costume. Yeah, don't, don't act like Santa ain't working. Yeah, and the midget that was good, the elf is now a penguin costume. Yeah, and all Santa did was roll his ass in snow. Yeah. Uh, forget about bringing a list of checking it twice. Frosty doesn't take gift requests and doesn't care if you're naughty or nice. Um, okay. I, I really, this article is kind of slanted because I really don't see a problem with this. YMCA officials who say they are in the midst of rebranding the Young Men's Christian Association to the Y defended their decision. It wasn't replacing, it was transitioning, said, Mike, said John Rappaport. Uh, executive director at the Big Bernie YMCA. We realize that the change that change is sometimes good, and that Frosty is a great winner character who would appeal to the broader number of kids. Um, why why do they say that though? Because I don't associate Santa Claus with like I don't know. I guess Frosty does appeal to more kids maybe uh, because he's not a race. He's not. Um, there's there's not yeah. a, any religion and, tied to it. Or and whatever. I think that's the thing. I think. Uh, because so many people that go to the Y are not Christians, like they all types of religions and backgrounds. Mm-hmm. I think they wanted to get something that's not offensive. And then on top of that, but is Santa Claus really Christian though? Like, may I don't know. Not, his, not really Christian. Yeah, like because honestly, but, like he's not he's not re- he's not connected to any type of religion. Right. But I think they kind of wanted to to get away from just. That, Christmas. Yeah, that particular perspective because everybody does the happy holidays, happy seasons, and yeah, all that stuff now. Seasons greeting. Yeah, so they kind of wanted to be more in that perspective. And on top of that, it's easier. Uh, and on top of that, you ain't gonna have this long ass line of kids wanting to sit on Santa's lap now. Yeah, that's actually a good point too. Yeah, you're right. It probably does cut down on the traffic of children at that Y because it's like, hey. You can't sit on Santa's lap and ask for a present here, so why the fuck would I go? So, you know, no one's going to sit on Frosty's lap, you yeah, know, and, so that's a good point. Yeah, and kids is bad as hell. They probably pee on Santa, poke at his beard, punch him in the eye. You ain't going to do that to Frosty. Yeah, and Frosty doesn't even, like, this isn't even the Frosty that I remember. He's no. not fat at all. He's no, walking he's around. Lying. This Frosty is trim. But, like, Frosty been on Slim Fast I or something. I know, he been working it out. But, um, yeah, anyway, man, so, uh, Christmas is, they say here, uh, Christmas is not about Jack Frost, it's not about snowmen, says Bill Donahue of the Catholic League. We're not talking about some secular organization that, that has no religious roots. If they can't celebrate Christmas, then they should check out. What a bunch of cowards. And everybody makes me, piss me off with that, because it don't matter. Yeah, it's funny, because, you know, these people get in these wars about it and stuff, but, uh, I really wasn't making a connection, but you're right. Santa Claus is connected to Christianity mm-hmm. simply by the by the by the way that he brings yeah. Christmas presents, which is Christ's birthday, supposedly, yes. or the celebration of his and birthday. And that's the way he's been presented to people, even though he himself isn't connected with the religion. Yeah, it's but, a slick way of yeah, throwing religion in your face. That's right. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, you're you're absolutely right, baby. I um. I, I, yeah, I agree. I think that um, is, there's nothing wrong with Switch. And the thing is, like, I get that it's the YMCA. 
and it's a Christian organization. But when you take money from everybody, yes, they do. You know, you you, you open your doors to everybody. Then you're gonna make some choices to be open to everybody. Some places, like mm-hmm. it doesn't mean that you have to go out and try to offend as many people as possible. It doesn't mean you have to push your religion in their face and stuff. Mm-hmm. And sometimes some of the Christian values that people lose uh, sight of are like temperance and tolerance and accepting other people the, and things like that. Which is a lot more important than Santa Claus. I'm sorry. To yeah. Say that. So I. Yeah, you're right. And I guarantee this is just one YMCA. You can go to the mall and see Santa Claus. Yeah. You can go to anywhere and see Santa Claus. Just not at this Y. But it's just funny because anytime someone changes something to, from Christmas to holiday, there's always a contingent of people that act so offended. And get so upset. And I guess from my particular perspective, why are people getting pissed on fictional characters? Yeah, y'all they do. are not real. I do not understand. I, do, I mean, people get so pissed off. You know, like like I, I was joking with somebody. I said, hey, when I have kids, I'm going to tell them Santa ain't real. What you mean? Nigga, you know Santa ain't real. Why are you fussing at me like we five? Right. The nigga ain't real. You buy that shit. <laughs> Alright, mom arrested after seven year old changes diarrhea filled diaper. Man, that, that title doesn't make sense. A Crestview woman was arrested for child neglect after the Department of Children and Families visited a home and saw a seven year old girl change her diarrhea filled diaper. Representatives from Seven year old, yeah, you ought to, you ought to be potty trained. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Seven? Layla know how to do that, and Layla been, been uh, being on her own for years. Representatives from DCF and Families First Network went to the home on South Booker Street to check on the children of a Crestview woman after a report was received about the family on the abuse hotline. While inside the home, two social workers witnessed a seven-year-old change the diaper, saw pieces of glass in the children's toy box, which, which which a child cut their finger on while they were there, and even a bag of what might have been cocaine. Well, uh, that's a strong mic. They that that shouldn't be an article. That's, no, I mean it's fucked, seen some white stuff. It's fucked up. It's yeah. cocaine. It could have been sugar. It could have been. We don't know. It's probably cocaine. Powder sugar. We don't know. <laughs> this place is so fucked up. We just assumed it's cocaine. Yeah, <laughs> a bag of cocaine. Yeah, we we just making that assumption because this place <laughs> don't look safe. Look like it get shot here. The mother was arrested on two counts of neglect of a child. Further charges could be pending. The Daily News does not identify accused felons if that identification would affect the well-being of a child. So, that's why they didn't say who the woman was. Lack of evidence leaves a cloud of a child rape case. Oh. Uh, after midnight, when he no longer had homework or theater rehearsals to distract him, David Goodman would leave his champagne fraternity house, lock himself in his car, and make desperate phone calls to his family. For the three years he awaited trial on charges, he raped a five-year-old boy when he was a summer camp counselor in Lake Forest. His terror never subsided, he said. He considered suicide. Well, he's no Madoff because he lived. <laughs> no, right? Fighting it, it, fighting if he were sent to a prison, uh, fighting if he were sent to a prison as a convicted child molester, he'd be killed anyway. Oh, figuring. I'm sorry. So he said, "I'm gonna kill myself because shit. If I go to jail as a child molester, they're they gonna kill me anyway. They'll take the kids really well. Yeah, they're gonna do worse than kill you, brother. Uh, if a life, sen- it's a life sentence, but in my mind, it's a death sentence." Said Goodman, 24 of Chicago. His three years in what was called in his three years in what he called an unbelievable hell ended last month when a Lake County judge found him not guilty on all charges in a case his lawyers and family insist should never have been prosecuted. 
Prosecutors never claimed to have much evidence beyond the boy's account, his mother's hearsay, and his son's diagnosis, her son's diagnosis of post-traumatic stress disorder at the camp. Assistant Lake County State's Attorney Aree Fizz said his uh, his office brought the case because uh, prosecutors believed the boy. So basically, it's just this boy's word. Mm-hmm. And said after the acquittal, he still believes him. Um, I, I hate when they do that, man. I mean, maybe it's the truth, maybe it's not. But look, man, you didn't have enough evidence. This dude got off. It's fucking over for you. You know, I hate when they're just like, I still believe he did it. Like, well, then why didn't you fucking prosecute the case? Why didn't you win? That's true. Like, so you're basically saying you're bad at your job. Because you believe he did it, but somehow you can't prove it. Uh, defense lawyer Stephen Miller said the officers from the Lake County Sheriff's Department and prosecutors had to ignore a small mountain of evidence to believe the boy, including discrepancies between this version of what happened and his mother's description. Uh, the boy now eight also gave an account at trial that appeared to contradict itself and didn't match his earlier statements. Um, wow. Now, in all fair- fairness, I mean, the kid was five and then he was eight. That's right. And a lot of time has passed. And, yeah. and at five, your long-term memory... Is, is totally different than when you're eight. Uh, the case highlights challenges surrounding one of the most sensitive areas of justice, experts say. Children's advocates, pediatricians, and prosecutors say kids rarely lie about sexual abuse, and it is crucial their allegations are greeted with a dismissive skepticism uh, that has stigmatized sexual assault victims. But advocates uh, and prosecutors also say they rarely find physical evidence or witnesses, and many sexual assault cases rely on the word of the accuser. In a system that calls for guilt beyond reasonable doubt, prosecutors are left to assess the credibility of an alleged child victim before bringing a case that can have grave consequences on the accuser and the suspect. Uh, even if they question the child in the best possible way with no physical evidence and a five-year-old victim, it's very difficult to be certain, said Bruce Boyer, a child welfare law specialist at Loyola University, Chicago. School of Law. Uh, on November 2nd, 2007, Goodman was living in Champaign, months removed from his usual summer job at Banner Day Camp, a smaller campaign, uh, compound that cost parents more than $5,000 per eight-week session. Wow. Woo! So these are rich kids. I said that again. So you could have molested some little broke kids and you would have been straight. You start molesting them rich kids. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. One thing about rich people, they got money and they got time. And honey, you wouldn't be amazed to me if they didn't find a way to get a civil suit from you. On that day in Highland Park, the five-year-old boy was playing video games with his mother, who had just learned that she had three cysts in her breast. What does that have to do with any fucking thing? Nothing. <laughs> Told him that she would know his secrets in heaven, according to her court testimony. Concerned with his recent behavior, she asked him if he had any secrets and testified... And he replied one word, David. In December, Goodman was charged with predatory sexual assault of a child and aggravated sexual abuse. So wait, th- there's no, there wasn't any more to it? That was just, he said his name? Wow. Oh, man. Miller said he was mortified by what he saw as red flags uh, ignored by the police and prosecutors. The investigation turned up no physical evidence. And Miller said none of the thousands of campers or hundreds of staff members reported any suspicions. Now, I will say this. Um, and obviously, you know, maybe people are scared and shit, but it's, it's gotta be very rare that a pedophile like this works at a camp full of kids and picks one kid to molest and then leaves it at that and nobody else can possibly know. Like, odds are when, if, if he, if, and, and, and not saying if he did it or not, but odds are if he's a real true, I'm going in and getting the kids, right? It's multiple children. Yeah, because pedophiles are like Ash Ketchum from Pokemon. 
<laughs> no, they got to catch them all. You know, you don't, you don't see pedophiles that just, oh, you know, I'm renowned for my moderation. No. One kid every few years. That's all. I just, just a little bit. Like, no, they, they pretty much get in there and they're like, oh, you know, I'm fucking everything that is young. So, I, you know, it's kind of... under 15. Yeah, it's kind of hard to believe, you know, but... Uh, basically, I just wanted to bring this article to say, man, the accusation is enough. Like, there's people listening to this right now that are like, he did that shit. And that's it. The accusation is enough. You don't even fucking need evidence. Like, that dude for the rest of his life is the dude related to some child molestation. He won't work in another Sir. camp. Um, bride left on the hook for canceled $95,000 wedding. Good God. A former Chicago area bride-to-be is suing her ex-fiancé, who she claims dumped her just four days before the fall 2010 wedding and left her on the hook for a $95,000 price tag. The couple got engaged in December... That's an expensive-ass wedding. Yes, that is. The couple got engaged in December 2007. That's a house. <laughs> yeah. Damn that. After more than three years of dating. For 20 minutes? That, screw that. That's a lot of money. I'm sorry, y'all. According to the suit filed Friday in Cook County Circuit Court, mm-hmm. when the groom to be returned. That's a lot of money, man. 95K, that is a lot of money, man. Yeah, for, for, for a 20-minute ceremony? You serious? There ain't nobody going to remember and all. You can say, zoo, I took pictures. Yeah, people, you know, their goal is to get married and have a wedding more than it is to stay married. So you can tell you start off 95K in the hole. The fact that she can't afford this 95K tells me y'all shouldn't have been having this expensive-ass wedding in the first place. I know. Now you own the hook for 95K. Whew. Um, when the groom-to-be returned from, to the Chicago area after temporarily moving to Chicago for a year for work, they began fully planning the ceremony and reception. The bride-to-be, Hoffman Estates-based attorney, uh, claimed she spent more than $95,000 on wedding-related items and services while planning. The suit said expenses included $30,000 to reserve a suburban banquet hall, more than $11,000 on flowers and lighting. $11,000 worth of flowers and lighting. What the fuck was sparkling that bright? <laughs> oh, oh my god, people, this is a total waste of money to me. And I'm not knocking weddings. I have nothing against people having weddings. But be sure it's something that you can't afford. If she knew she couldn't afford this, why does she spend all this money? And you know, like, how solid is your relationship if y'all broke up before the wedding? Like, yeah. y'all put 95K on a, like, y'all bet it on a wedding. Y'all betting on each other, basically. Yeah, and that horse came in last. Yeah. <laughs> $10,000 for an orchestra to perform at the festivities. And so they had an entire Ooh, orchestra. What were they playing? I guess maybe Kanye was going to come there and perform uh, All of the Lights. He better. And her $5,000 gown, as well as several other items, including a list of expenses filed with the suit. Prior to the wedding date, the groom apparently attended a bachelor party at the Pink Monkey. Where he engaged in flirtatious and amorous acts in public, which included lap dances and other contact with strippers. Uh, okay. That's in the lawsuit? Like, why did you let him, what do you think happens on these bachelor parties? Well, uh, women. Ladies. Married women. What did you think your husband did the day before y'all got married when he went on his bachelor party? I mean, it's women, it's breasts, it's butts. I mean, it's gonna be there. Yeah, we're gonna go to the strip club. No, baby, no lap dances for me. I'm just the person they're throwing the fucking party for. Look, your job when you're a uh, you know a groom's. I'm not I'm not telling secrets out of church, but look, 
they gonna try to get dudes some attention. Is all I'm saying. Yes, that's what they feel like. That's what the whole point is. Which is kind of fucking stupid and kind of the point. You know why a lot of y'all marriages is gonna be fucked up. But the fact that you feel like this I need the one last hurrah. Yeah, I need one last hurrah. There's no last hurrah when you get married. You can have a hurrah any fucking time you want. You know, it, now it might be outside of your way. You know, it's obviously cheating, but nothing can stop him. It's not like, well, now it's against the rules. No more blowjobs from strippers. Like, come on. <laughs> if he needed to get him a last <laughs> second, you needed that last second blowjob. You need that last fix before you got married. You will be fucking again. Trust me. <laughs> that nigga is gonna cheat on you anyway. His whereabouts in the early morning hours until the afternoon were not known. The suit alleges he never told his fiance about the lewd acts from the party. What? Why would he? Why did you even let him go if you're this kind of bitch? You don't. Yeah. You know what? He did the right thing and didn't marry a dumbass. Yeah, something happened when he bought with she. And, and like you said, no, there's not ever an excuse not to leave. And so yeah. she probably snapped, went off. He was like, you know what? You ain't gonna tie me down. Peace. Yeah. I don't know how you didn't see she was crazy before this. Yeah. But when she hits you up, like. So where were you at the bachelor party? What happened? I need to know everything. I'm out. Peace. You don't. Why did you even want me to go? Why did you even let me go? And if you have to fight to go on your bachelor party, you it's a big thing to you, and you have to fight to do it. Then you probably shouldn't get married. Yeah, hey. Y'all already started with a fight. You started with a bunch of debt and a fucking fight. It's dumb. Um, she yeah, can, a, a bunch of debt. You ain't got no damn house. No, where you? Where the hell you? You stand. She confronted him after her sister allegedly heard from her man's co-worker that the wedding was canceled, the suit said. So she didn't he didn't even tell her to the to, to oh, her face. He just bounced. She heard from somebody. He called off the wedding two days later, four days before the planning the planned nuptials, allegedly saying his feelings had changed that he had returned from Colorado more than when he returned from Colorado more than a year earlier. So he said when he got back from Colorado, you know, when he was partying it up, he said, Hey, this shit has not been the same since then. Oh, yeah. The woman claims she suffered severe emotional distress in addition to the monetary damages and that his behavior went beyond the bounds of decency. And two count- wow. The two count suit claims a breach of promise to marry an intentional infliction of emotional distress. It seeks more than $95,000 in damages plus the cost of the suit. Um, I hope she doesn't win, though. Um, honestly. And, and I was about to say that, too. And the biggest reason why... Cause bitch, you dumb for spending that much money. I'm sorry. Yeah, he's dumb. He's dumb for promising to marry your dumb ass too. I mean, not to take him off the hook. Yeah, yeah, not take him off the hook. Yeah. You know, y'all maybe, both dumb. Like this. Maybe he should have told you a month ahead of time so you could have canceled <laughs> your reservations. I don't. If somebody canceled at the last second on a wedding, why not turn that shit into the kicking his ass party of all time? I would be like, look, man, my heart broke. It's fucked up. She left me at the altar. Show up in Chicago anyway. We about to turn this motherfucker out. What? For 95 baby, baby, I love you, but you be like, I ain't mad you. I'm tweeting everybody. Come on. Over, y'all. For 95 we, Gs. We got an open bar. All you can eat wings. Y'all come on. We would, we would burn that motherfucker down. Oh, so 95,000? I'm yeah. going to party like it ain't no tomorrow. Uh, abandoned baby's mom urged to seek care. Dickinson infant is better, but doctors warn unidentified mom's health may be in peril. The mother of a 10-day-old baby boy found on the doorstep of a Dickinson home when he was hours old may need medical attention and should immediately seek help at a clinic. Authorities have det- I'm sure she reads the internet and has the paper. Uh, authorities have determined the identifi- identity of the mother 
uh, haven't determined the identity of the mother who is at risk of infection, postpartum depression, or a condition that could cause the death of her next child if she became pregnant again. Uh, said Dr. Gary D.B. Hankins, head of obstetrics, never heard of that, and gynecology department at the University of Texas. Uh, Sheriff's deputies dubbed the baby boy Nicholas because he was found during the holiday season. Um, and it's a white baby too, man. So that's mm-hmm. that's even sadder. You know how much the things go for on the black market? A Shit. lot. White babies, white babies are valuable now. I would have been on Craigslist the next day. Um, <laughs> during a news conference in Galveston, Hankins said the authorities need to find relatives to provide a medical history for the blind, blue-eyed boy. The information will be important in assessing the health as he grows. I think they're just trying to find the mother so they can arrest her. Oh yeah, this is a trick. Sheriff, look, look how many quotes from the sheriff. They trying to trap this bitch. Sheriff's Lieutenant Tommy Hansen said the fleece blanket found under the baby Nicholas is unusual enough that it might be recognized. The five foot by two and a half foot blanket has a gray background and a black border with a pattern that resembles a television remote control with black buttons. Hansen said the investigator. Investigators want to know uh, where it was purchased. The mother needs to be tested for RH is some is some you whatever that is some immunization a condition in which blood properly known as the RH factor is different in the from the mother in the mother from the child. Uh, Haken said, without treatment, the condition can lead to sterilization. If she becomes pregnant again, it could lead to the death of the child. Well, let's keep this in mind. Um, both of these things are probably good. Like, she don't need to be having no more babies. How does she abandon them? And no. she probably should not take care of a child. I'm just gonna no. go roll no. it out there and say if she's wrapping motherfuckers up in the, uh, you know, Dance Dance Revolution pad <laughs> and dropping them off at <laughs> people's houses, <laughs> she might need to go scare Yeah, up. y'all might want to put Nicholas up for adoption. He is very valuable. Yeah, so. White kids go very fast, just for those who need to know. Yeah, sleep on the sleep on them children. Couple held in dismemberment of man at a LA hotel. A couple wanted for allegedly killing and dismembering a man at a downtown Los Angeles hotel were arrested Friday. You know what dismembering means? Chopping up, right? Chopping them up into pieces. I was oh. surprised that you ain't go like you normally do. Uh, the arrest of Ooh. Edward Garcia Jr. thirty six and his wife Melissa Ho Garcia twenty five. That mean that mean like. In the little pieces? Like, you cut them up in arms, you put them in... They had them in, like, a bag or something. Yeah, chop them up. Dismember them. Oh, wow. Uh, so, this 36-year-old dude and his 25-year-old wife. Uh, you know, and it's good to see love. You know, because I always say, look, couples need to share. Y'all need ah. to be into the same shit. You're not going to make it if one of y'all's into chopping up people and one of y'all's into watching My Little Ponies. Y'all need to <laughs> both <laughs> have things y'all can do together. And dismembering a man... That is uh, something that that only love can do together, you know. Yeah, real strong love. Uh, they were made by the U.S. Marshal Service and the Los Angeles Police Department at a location in La Brea, La Brea Avenue near the Hawthorne Avenue in Hollywood. Okay, a maid in the Continental Hotel discovered Herbert Tracy White's severed limbs stuffed in a backpack in the morning of, of November 29th. The rest of his body was found wrapped in a blanket under the bed of the hotel room. The suspects and a Pennsylvania couple who have rented the $40 a night room are believed to have tortured White 49 before killing him. Wow. Yeah, that's why, um, you know, I stopped staying in cheap hotels. 
Yeah. You know, when I was yeah. when I was younger, me and Carrie used to do that, but it was like mm-hmm. I, nothing good happens in a hotel that's that cheap. No, it's not. And yeah. when you stay at hotels too cheap, they assume every woman is coming in there is a prostitute. Yeah, I remember one time we was in there, dude knocked on the door. I was like, "Where's the woman?" I was like, "Nigga, what? you talking about my girlfriend? <laughs> Get the fuck out of here!" <laughs> and the hoes in here. I don't think we slept there that night either. Yeah, I was scared. Sir. As soon as we thought he was going, like, all right, we need to check out. That was like full probably Damn it! Here's your twenty five dollars. We are getting our yeah, asses out of here. That was a mistake. <laughs> yes. Never again. No, be sure your room is forty nine ninety nine and up. The sex is not worth it. Think that was hell no. It was ants coming out the refrigerator. Oh, oh. sex is terrible. Yes. Uh, That's what you do when you broke people. Sorry. Yeah, and you're in college, and all your parents are seeing you is twenty dollars. You gotta find things, you know. Anyway, uh, no more details <laughs> about their arrest were immediately available. But sources said Melissa Hope Garcia had dyed her hair in an effort to change her appearance. Uh, meanwhile, White's family said they were relieved that the suspected killers were arrested so uh, quickly. Um, so best, they basically caught him, but yeah, they cut a dude up, left him in the hotel room. So wow. I know housekeeping was mad about that shit. What? Uh, so there's this pervy driver instructor uh, who basically teaches women how to drive, but if they fuck up, he grabs their titties. <gasps> Word. He's married. Uh, Mary B- Barry Morgan, 58, would turn the heating up in his car so that his young victims would remove their tops. Then he would insist on squeezing their wobbly bits if they made their driving if they made driving errors. How long was this nigga instructed? I was saying, they gotta be little kids, cause the grown one would beat the hell out of him. The former soldier who lost his foot in the Falcons War, uh, Falklands War, tried to put his hand in a 17 year old's bra and ran his hand up her skirt. She canceled her next lesson. Well, hey, you'll never learn to drive that way, am I right? I mean, if I had a dollar for every time I was, woman was driving and I had to sexually harass her, I would be rich. But Morgan still made her pay. The dad, the dad of one of her of one, had been a oh, so he's a father of a son or a daughter or something. Had been a driver instructor for 17 years before the first complaint. Uh, cops then ch- checked with the learners and found three women with almost identical experiences. So he was doing this all the time. Prosecutor Jonathan Barnes said he accompanied touching with banter, saying he was squeezing them as a penalty for mistakes for their driving. Morgan um, of Plymouth. Uh, Devon, uh, who was sacked from his job, had admitted sexually assaulting four women while working for British School of Motoring. So he's, this nigga is like a repeat offender. Yes. And How did he get this other job? And the thing is that they had, like I said, 17 year old, and he probably teaching children. Wow. I promise you, he mess around and touch a grown woman, that car wouldn't go too far because she'd whoop his ass. He ain't got no foot either. She'd beat the hell out of him. <laughs> I'm just surprised that, like, somebody's dad or something just show up and beat the shit out of this dude. What? Yesterday, he got suspended a suspended 12-month jail sentence, plus 200. So, he didn't even go to jail for this. Wow. And when you're dealing with teenagers, teenagers are dumb sometimes. And they don't understand that sometimes you do need to get parents involved in yeah. situations. Yeah. He had to register as a sex offender, too. Uh, Pecking Man allegedly tossed dead squirrel. Well, that Ooh. seems harmless. A pecking man is pecking, P-E-K-I-N is the place this happened, is facing misdemeanor disorderly conduct charges for allegedly tossing a dead squirrel into the drive through window of a fast food restaurant in Bartonville. Oh! They were like, oh, this is better than the shit that we put out to eat. Ah! Chop them up. Less, less, <laughs> this is less calories than a Big Mac. 
<laughs> the mixed squirrel is back. Uh, <laughs> put him in with a nail with fries. What about tell the difference? <laughs> <laughs> Police say it's, it's like that cafeteria on um that what was that Nickelodeon show where they had the slime? Uh, uh it's like that dude's cafeteria where he served you a squirrel and shit. Yes. Um <laughs> I was, you can't do that on television? Something like that. Anyway, Bart police said it took uh took them several days to track down the arrested the accused squirrel tosser, Christopher Thompson. You just might want to check that dude for some type of uh, mental disorders, though. Yeah. I was going to say, Thompson told them that their, that a friend left the squirrel on his dashboard, but instead of getting rid of it, he kept it, pulled into the drive through lane at a Hardy's restaurant. Uh, the Peoria Journal says the woman attended told police Thompson asked her for extra nuts for the squirrel and then <laughs> and began petting it as if it was still alive. She says that when she said she didn't think the squirrel was real, he tossed it through the window at her and drove off. Ah, That's ah. fucked up, man. All that for five seventy-five, girl. You better quit that job. I'd say that again, yes, oh, sir. Oklahoma City man admits to conning babysitters by posing as autistic and wearing diapers. An Oklahoma City man seeking sexual stimulation acted severely autistic and wore diapers to con babysitters into caring for him. He told police he did it for a sexual purpose. Mark Anthony Richardson, 21, damn, 21, twice this year fooled babysitters into watching him at their homes in Oklahoma City, police reported. The babysitters told police he would get sexually aroused when they cleaned him while changing his diapers. Police say he grabbed the breast of one of the babysitters, 18-year-old babysitters. 18-year-old daughter during an overnight stay in September. Her mother told her, go back to sleep because he did not know what he was doing. So he was basically acting retarded. He was like, oh, titties. Oh, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm only 21. I'm autistic. Anyway, suck my dick. Um, Ah. Richardson was charged in October with a felony count of sexual battery and seven misdemeanor counts of outraging public decency. Uh, he was outrageous. Outraging. Truly, truly outrageous. Got yeah, Jim. Truly, truly, truly outrageous. <laughs> a judge this week scheduled the preliminary hearing for January 5th. The sexual battery count covers the alleged groping of the 18-year-old woman's breast. The um, the outraging public decency counts covers seven times he allegedly caused a babysitter to change his diapers. So he had to shit or piss in his pants oh, to get his diapers changed. Yes. And you know, and he's not actually autistic, so like he's a piece of shit. <laughs> he shit his clothes. Oh, Maybe he thought he had the pregnancy uh pepper on of pregnancy drawers. Yeah, he, he, see he already took your idea. <laughs> he was he shit <laughs> in his clothes. And then you know like when you shit in your clothes, like they don't see it right away. So like he had to like wait for them to smell it. Oh god, no. Yeah. He's like probably like wiping his hand, like you know how you blow the air with your hand, like get a whiff of this. Probably like blowing it over there, like hoping they smell it, like oh god, I got lazy bastard. Yeah. My niece is five, man, and then she freaks out. No, sir. And you know when she's changing his diaper, he's got like his legs up in the air and shit. Then he's like looking down at her with his dick hard, like, eh, huh? You like what you see? You wanna take advantage of an autistic boy? You know what I'm saying? Not, not, not wiping shit. No, thank you. And no, yeah, like what woman is gonna fucking actually do anything sexual with you when she just changed your shit pampers? And like wiped your ass. No, thank yeah, you. Yeah, like his dick is hard. Oh well, I've seen porn. Starts this way. Yes, and baby wipes is not a turn on. I'm sorry. 
Prosecutors allege Richardson found his victims from babysitting ads placed online on Craigslist. This bizarre crime is yet another example of the dangers of letting individuals who we meet online into our homes. Uh, Richardson uh, was yeah, caught. Yeah, it's like they didn't get any paperwork or anything confirming that this dude. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Have these issues, doctor papers. <laughs> you think something? like you think like he sends the he like he shows up as his normal self in regular clothes and gives them money and he's like, well, just show up at my house at eight o'clock and that's when the baby will be here. The autistic dude, wow. and then it's just him and Pampers with like a rattle. Uh, Richardson was caught when his last babysitter became suspicious after he stayed repeatedly at her family's home in September. The woman told police her 18-year-old daughter had placed the online ad. She said a man using the name David uh, called about watching his autistic son, Alex. Police uh, reported reported the caller described the son as 19 and said he still wears diapers, drinks formula from a bottle, and uses a pacifier. So he just basically was a baby. Yeah, he one of those sick baby fetishes. Oh, wow. Police now believe the caller was Richardson. The woman chose to babysit Alex instead of letting her daughter. Which is smart, because he probably would have done all kinds of shit to the 18-year-old. That's true. The woman reported Alex first arrived at the house in a taxi at 2 one morning and stood at the porch saying 4121 over and over. The number is the start of the family street address. So he at 2 in the morning, he showed up. Like, who would let their autistic son, who needs to be babysat, take a taxi to somebody's house at 2 in the morning? Come on, man. Yeah. He had $40 in a typed note from David that he needed to be fed, according to police report of the interview. interview. <laughs> All right. Enough of this shit. <laughs> Literally, enough wow. of this shit. Uh <laughs> <laughs> the first, the woman said that on the first night she changed his diaper and got him clean clothes. She said he, she said she read him a bedtime story because he kicked the screen when she put him in bed. She said she gave him a bottle and baby formula which he drank with a straight face. She, she later gave him a bottle of Kool Aid. Uh, she reported that during most days he would not be still when she changed his diapers. She would get up and run around the house, and she, she would have to. He would get up and run around the house. She would have to catch him to finish putting his diaper back on. Looking back at everything now, knowing he was not autistic, while he was, she still was wiping and cleaning him, completely disgusted her. She believed initially she was caring for an autistic person, but she, but he was actually someone using her to get stimulated. Wow. He also admitted to doing this in April 2010 with another woman. He conned her by portraying he was autistic. He also advised all of the acts were for a sexual purpose. Wow, man. Do porn, nigga. Do porn. Get paid. Uh, his mother said Friday that he needs psychological help at a mental institution not to be sent to, to a hardcore prison with murderers and rapists who could kill him. She would not disclose her name. She ain't had no business taking advantage of these grown women. I feel very strongly about this. Please don't put my name in the article. Oh, <laughs> no one should know that this nigga is my son. <laughs> she disowned him. He's never, he, he just needs help. He's not, he's not a criminal. Don't put my name in this. Uh, he has some, ah. some mental disabilities, but he's had them since he was born. This is not your average everyday walking the street citizen. He lives in a fantasy, not in a reality. Well, that shit sounds very calculating to me, and it sounds like he knows exactly what he was doing. Prison for your ass. Yep. Don't be grabbing boobies no more. And I guarantee they got, if you want to get your, you know, get your, your, your taken care of, it's a dude that take care of you in prison. Oh, yeah. And he's also going to want to see your asshole, but not to wipe it. No. Um, no. Anyway, so Drake. I'm gonna say this once, and I'm not gonna say it again. I want you, <laughs> and I need you. <laughs> we can do this the easy way or the hard way. 
Goo Gaga. I thought so. <laughs> um, Take Care of his own. Uh, so Drake's coming out with a new album. It's called Take Care. And he's basically. Only thing I want to say about this is that is a soft ass name for an album. Right? Take, take care. care of what? Like, thank me later, take care. This is the most polite motherfucker in the game. Like, what is the next album going to be? Excuse me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> May I please continue? <laughs> but, uh, anyway, man, this is another episode of the Blackout Test Podcast. Came in here with nothing. Nope. Made an hour and a half out of nothing in the summer. Yes, sir. All right, man. So, thanks for listening, guys. Oh, uh, thank you. Visit the website, theblackouttips.com. Uh, look on the right-hand side. Click that donate button. Uh, you know, help us help you to continue to listen to this shit. Yep. Um, you know, also call us, leave a voicemail for the show, 704-557-0186. We respond to those on Saturdays. If you're not downloading the Saturday show, you're missing a lot of funny shit. Cause yes, you I, are. Yeah, our callers are very funny. Yes, callers and emailers and face people to comment on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, we have a blast with them, and a lot of us even have running jokes about the podcast, so you guys will really enjoy it. And uh, you can email the show, the Tips at Gmail. And like I said, look us up on iTunes, Facebook, and Podomatic, the Blackout Tips. We will be there. And, you know, until next time, I love you. You too, baby. Mwah.